This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. So how are you doing today? I'm exhausted. How are you? I have had a very refreshing weekend. Yeah, I know, because you were off today. I was off. I was off Friday and I was off today. And you know I usually don't take a break. Mm -hmm. So I had a performance Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I played at my church Sunday, which is nothing. But other than that, I did nothing. I know. I'm so proud of you. I, I am proud of me. That's such a stupid <laughs> thing to be proud of, but I'm proud. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I got hit hard by a wave of insomnia last night. I'm running on two hours of sleep and like all I want to do is crawl in my bed. Which means this should be a short episode. Yay! <laughs> Actually, we have a ton to talk about, so I don't even know if it's going to end up being a short episode. I know. I kept my notes short, though, because I knew you needed the rest. I tried to keep my notes short. I have a lot to say about this guy. So I can't imagine, considering the amount of things I have to say. He's horrible. The literal like, worst. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. Like, I have a lot to say about him. I have a lot to say about, like, craigslist i just have a lot i have a lot of feelings (laughs) i get it yeah hey uh welcome to lifetime sentence i'm paul i'm erin oh my god we remembered at the beginning nailed it we're pros and stuff (laughs) it's about time i know so okay before we start do you want to talk about patreon um sure okay um so yeah we have a patreon now um that's a thing. So we have only one tier because we know we're not that important. <laughs> For $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. So we're going to be covering Big Little Lies first. Um, we're also going to try to record like just some like short um, mini apps, like things that are going on in our lives and things that we're liking right now and stuff like that. Um, I have not probably- talked to you about this outside of the podcast but mm-hmm. I was thinking how much fun it would be to do ghost stories. Oh, that would be kind of fun. Because um, after we did state testing last week, the kids in my room were just so beat down because it was six solid days of testing mm-hmm. that on the last day I was like, since y'all did so well, I'll tell you about the time that I met a ghost and they were like on the edge of their seat. And it's Aww. it's a true story. It's not like I made up some kind of crap for middle schoolers, you know? No, no, totally. Like we can talk about that talk about things that we're like we're just gonna kind of we'll see we'll get on and and riff for a little while for you guys um and then you'll also get um access to our super secret top clearance needed to get in facebook group Absolutely. This is not an everybody can join. No. I am not signing up for that kind of dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Me neither. So, yeah, you'll get access to that. We will be in the group. We'll be um, admining. Um, and so you'll get to hang out with us and talk to us on Facebook, which will be lots of fun. And, you know, there could be surprise Facebook lives. Yeah. Um, we, could, we have a lot of things coming. We're going to start slow but i also like i want to half start slow and half just like jump in with a million extra things but right i don't have time for that (laughs) um mostly the the bulk of our like everything will be lined out this summer Mm -hmm. but we are going to start special episodes 
Well, we're going to run um, our first um, additional. Our, we're going to run our first extra like on in our regular time slot on for free. Right. That'll and be our if Patreon. You listen preview. to the rest. You can. Yeah, it'll be our preview. And then if you want to listen to the rest, then you can subscribe to our Patreon and get on that. Um, it's going to be lots of fun. I'm very excited. Did you get your package today? I did. Thank you. Yay! So I think I was wrong, and I think it's actually seven episodes. We may do one and two next week. Okay. So and that'll be actually more the length of a normal episode of ours, right? Because it'll be two hours instead, or an hour and forty instead of you know an hour, right? For the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be Patreon. I will add the link to our Patreon <laughs> on our um, website. I did finally, as I promised for three episodes, get our calendar up and going on our website. Um, Mm -hmm. I did spend my day off today kind of working exclusively on Lifetime Sentence. I didn't even do art, and I've got a show this weekend. No, I I told you, like, I am... Once we get into summertime and you have a little extra time and I will also have a little extra time, we're going to... I mean, by the fall, we're going to just be a well-oiled machine. I can feel it. As my computer wouldn't accept any inputs today. <laughs> that took like 20 minutes. I mean, remember? Yeah, I remember know. when? I know. But <laughs> I just paid $2,000 for a brand new computer. I needed to do what I want when I want. Well, that sounds like a personal problem to me. So, Speaking of personal problems, do you want to talk about this horrible ass motherfucker? I absolutely fucking do. What a douchebag. <laughs> Oh, this guy, he's the quintessential freaking privileged white boy, frat boy. I can do whatever I want because I'm going to medical school. I'm super smart and everybody loves me. Are you reading my notes? He's the worst. I hate him. What what are my sentences in here was what kind of white white privilege bullshit is that? He (laughs) sucks. Ugh. Okay, so we covered, in case you can't tell, the Craigslist killer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because everything we said gave it away, and it mean just one human being. Yeah, Only um, one human being suffers from white privilege. Well, that's not what I meant. I meant this guy suffers from, like, an extra special version of white privilege. Um, This was released on January 3rd, 2011, the movie, that is. Um, it stars Jake McDorman. As Philip Markoff. Um, he was an American sniper. He was in the um, TV version of the uh, movie Limitless. Okay. But what you probably know him from is the Murphy Brown reboot. He plays Avery Brown. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, he is... I can tell this movie was made eight years ago because he's so much hotter now. And I realize I'm like aging myself out because he... Mm, now in this movie, he's not that hot, but now i'm glad he wasn't this is the one time that i'm like i'm glad they dressed him down because i want to hate everything about this movie oh you will good (laughs) um agnes bruckner she plays megan McAllister. um the major other thing that she's been in that i wanted to mention here she played anna nicole smith in the lifetime movie about anna nicole smith well Mm -hmm. pinky's up she's fancy and we have our first debut of a Baldwin brother. Which one? William Baldwin p- plays Detective Bennett. I couldn't pick any of the Baldwins out of a lineup. 
Well, you will know this one because you watched Gossip Girl, yes? Yes. He played William Vanderwoodson. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also, Erin he... has worked so hard to understand me. You don't know yeah. what a sacrifice that is for her. <laughs> he, I'm also going to refer to him from now on and forevermore as the Hallmark Baldwin because he's in like a lot of Hallmark movies. Okay. I did not realize that there was a Baldwin brother that specifically worked for Hallmark, but apparently there is. Wow. Um, lastly, we have uh, Joshua Close. He plays Detective Fry, and he brings us my favorite segment, Pornhub or TV. I feel like you really had to dig if we've gotten to detective number three for you two. Well, no, he's, it's only two. I There's know. two detectives. Um, he was in something called Sex and the Single Mom. What do you think that is? Um, a documentary about a sexual reawakening in Central Africa circa 1976. (laughs) I think that's like half how Stella got her groove back and half like something else. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this was actually a Lifetime movie about a single mom who rediscovers her own sexuality while teaching her daughter to be abstinent because, you know... Okay, I said almost all of those words, but not in the right order. And then it added a setting just for fun. <laughs> so here we go. I hate this. Um, the movie opens with Philip walking around school. He's being super popular. There's like guitar music playing in the background. And once again, I thought Lifetime had finally done a musical. And I was so excited. <laughs> Did you watch Buffy? No, my sister is obsessed with Buffy. I have watched, I think, three and a half seasons of it. I can't get through the rest of it. It's just not my bag at all. The musical episode of Buffy will live in my memory as the pinnacle of what every TV show should and should not do at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sadly, they did not turn this story into a musical. I really feel like they missed out here. Um, what are they going to call us? Huh? When is Lifetime going to call us? We have all the best ideas. By that, I mean you. Look, I'm I'm going to give you tons of good material today, Lifetime. Just call me. I'm, I will come work for you. Um, but he sees a girl at her parents. And, uh, like, she's with her parents. And he's at school, you know. So he falls in love with her instantly. Um, a friend of his runs up asking for help with where to find the posterior thoracic nerve. But Philip is very busy because he needs to meet this poor woman and destroy her life. So he flags down one of their friends, a lady friend, and shows him on her where to find the posterior thoracic nerve. If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me to locate the, what did you say? Posterior thoracic nerve? Yeah, that thing. If I had a dollar, I would be just wealthy. Well, here's the thing. All he did was grope this poor girl while his friend watched. So and then he was like, and here it is. And that's. Basically, yeah. Lifetime was like, how can we immediately establish he's a skis? Yeah, well, it's going to come back. So, yay. Um, later, he's doing rounds and his teacher slash boss calls him remarkable. Afterwards, he runs into that poor, poor girl again. Um, her friend like leans over and is like, that guy's checking you out. And then her friend says, damn. He could not get any cuter if he was holding a teddy bear and a puppy. But she's wrong because this guy is gross. And this was written in 2011, not 1989? Yeah. He's a trash monster. Run away. Um, 
She's studying in the courtyard later, minding her own damn business. And here comes Phil to introduce himself. And we're going to establish right away exactly what kind of douchebag this guy is. Um, he introduces himself, says he's Phil. She, her name is Megan. Um, he immediately tries to endear himself to her by telling her that she's studying wrong. That's how you do it. Then he says that she shouldn't actually be studying for her test at all. She should be cutting loose and airing out her brain, whatever that means. Yeah, you just take it out. You wave it around a little bit, set it on the (laughs) shelf. I mean, you are married to a doctor, so you probably know things that I don't. (laughs) There's been a lot of tests in my house. Um, He then picks up her books and is like, I'm going to take you out somewhere. And she's like, um, so I don't run off with weirdos that I just met. Well, at least she had a brain briefly. Oh, she tried. So he, you know, gives her all the pertinent information that she needs to know about him, a.k.a. everything that makes him a gigantic douchebag. He graduated summa cum laude, top 5% of his med school class, and he's a member of the Young Republicans. (laughs) Already, I... I have nothing against Republicans. I have everything against people who have to brag about being the young Republicans. I veto this guy. He also brags immediately about how he works too hard and hates wearing pants. And I'm like, no, no. Mm -mm. Maybe he's Scottish and he means he likes to wear his kilt. Maybe that's what he means. Maybe. So, and here's the thing. I'm going to complain a little bit about Lifetime movies for a minute. Um... She agrees to go out with him because she actually found what he said charming, which is weird. But he turns around and he's like, okay, I'll pick you up at 7.30. And I'm like, from where? Where are you going to pick her up? You just met her. You didn't exchange any contact information. Where the fuck are you going to pick her up from? Whatever. What he means is if you stand in this spot, I will physically pick you up to prove I have muscles. Well, where does he take her on their first date? Uh, Where did you take Sarah on your first date? On our first date, (laughs) we went to the zoo in Alexandria, Mm -hmm. and it stormed on us, and there was this bizarro man who runs the train that goes around the zoo that looked at me and said, you know, you're responsible for anything your clone does, and to this day, Sarah will just look at me and go, you know... You're responsible for anything your clone does. Do you have a clone? I, not not that I know of, but... <sighs> um, and then we went to Cracker Barrel. That's a very Hallmarky first date. Well, we're kind of Hallmarky people. This jackass takes her to a casino. What a... Okay, I've never been a woman, and Sarah's not here right now. She's at Ariel <laughs> Yoga. I've Aaron. never been a woman. <laughs> Aaron, I need you to tell me, is this a romantic first date for you? No. Okay. No. You, no. You don't just um, get turned on by by pulling the giant phallic slot machine uh, lever and watching the scantily clad women walk around with... Um, have you ever been to a casino sh- ball? Oh, yeah, but I have actually been on the bougie level of the casinos here because I play at them a lot. Mm-hmm. And there actually are like... I'm going to say roughly 76-year-old scantily clad women <laughs> walking um, around uh, with, a, with a new hip with um, trays full of whatever mm. alcohol they can bring. So here's the thing, though, that like slot machines are mostly push button now. 
Oh, see, um, you just push the button and it goes. For the you. horseshoe here, they do have like the push button, but they still mm-hmm. have the the pull on the side. Fine. So somebody posted in my bachelor group today that over the weekend they were in Vegas and they there are uh, bachelor themed slot machines in yes. in the casino they were in. <laughs> I one time won a hundred and eighty dollars on a Wizard of Oz slot machine. That's fabulous. I won eighty five dollars at the Bellagio when I went to Vegas and I actually stopped gambling after that and was like, thanks. I'm $85 richer. That's what I bye did. Bye. <laughs> um, so he takes her to a casino and she's wearing a really ugly necklace. And that doesn't mean anything except that I just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the um, petty files with Aaron. Then they kiss and she, he asks her what she's doing for lunch for the next 50 years. Now, is he inviting her to one really long lunch? Or I don't know, but I guess everything goes well because in the next scene they're moving in together. Oh, that was one hell of a 50-year-long lunch. Yeah. So they're moving in together. Um, hold on, I lost my place. Crap. Um, oh, so they, they're moving in together and they're talking in the apartment about how her parents don't know that they're living together, which seems you should, not good. You should probably listen. Anyone who's listening, even if your parents disagree with your lifestyle or whatever, you should let them know when you move in with someone, because if they turn out to be a crazy murderer, you'll, yeah. you'll kind of want them to be on your side. Well, and here's the thing. Her parents are not crazy and they don't disagree with them. Like, they're, her parents seem to be very nice people, except her dad wears a cardigan tied over his shoulders. So he belongs to a love. tennis club in the early 80s. Oh, they do go play golf. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so later, days, weeks, months, I don't know. Time doesn't matter in these movies. Um, <laughs> they take a carriage ride and um, Phil proposes, but she says no because he has not met her parents. Okay. So they go to New Jersey where her parents live in a house that the guy from with the $50,000 bathtub from last week would envy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So they're eating and everyone's like having a conversation, but something weird is happening to good old Phil because he keeps zoning out and hearing things. Oh, what is That's not good. What is he hearing? It's just like, you know, okay. like, yeah, it's like that thing where they just, white noise over the talking so gotcha. yeah and i love how i'm like making this thing like i don't <laughs> i don't know what's happening okay <laughs> phil also wears jeans to golf with megan's dad and that is one of the biggest sins he commits in this movie um maybe he also wears the necklace he just ties it all together <laughs> But I guess Megan's dad likes him, even though he wore jeans and Converse to the golf course, because he gives him his blessing. I've never been to a golf course. What do you wear? Slacks and a polo. Why? And a white hat. Fuck that. Nobody invite me golfing. In fact, listen, if you listen, I grew up on the country club scene. I still get turned on by a guy with a white hat. Erin is just bragging now about how rich she is. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not rich. My parents had money, but we all know how that turned out. Um, 
So they leave her parents' house. Um, and he proposes in the front walkway, which is just so romantic. This time she says, yes. They're at home in bed later and Megan is sleeping, but uh, Philip can't seem to nod off. So he gets on Craigslist with some wine and books a massage like you do. Like you do. That's what I should have done last night when I couldn't sleep. You should have. Except that section of Craigslist doesn't exist anymore. True. Um, Thanks to this guy. Uh, (laughs) um, He goes out to meet a girl at a hotel, but they don't show what happens. Okay. Um, And I'm going to bring that up again later. Is that the same night? I don't know. Okay. Again, time Time does does not matter. matter. Gotcha. Nope. Um. Megan makes a a wedding website um, and then they have an engagement party. And according to Megan's brother, there are 19 bridesmaids, three flower girls and two ring bearers in this wedding party. Holy fuck. And I can't think of 19 people I'd want to invite to my wedding, let alone be in my wedding party. So I can just about always tell um, the age of the bride that I'm playing for based on the amount of bridesmaids I have, like that I have to count. Um, if somebody's getting married straight out of high school, you can bet she's going to have between 15 and 20 bridesmaids because they're all her best friends. And then the older they get, they drop off except for right after high school. I mean, right after college, there's a resurgence of you want all of your sorority sisters or whatever. But I sure did one time play a wedding where there were 12 bridesmaids and the woman had very specific specific request about when we'd get to certain parts of the music while she was at certain parts of the church and i finally looked at her and said you're not paying me enough for that i okay and i agree with your assessment because when i was in well i didn't get married right out of high school spoiler alert um you didn't you've been lying to me in college I had always you know I had my dream wedding in my head and I always had like seven or eight bridesmaids and then as I got older it got smaller and smaller and now I'm 36 and like if I get married it's gonna be me and my husband and the courthouse and I'll, that's it I'll be the maid of honor <laughs> you girl yeah of course I'll be the flower girl thank you <laughs> this is on audio everyone heard it now you have to hold to it Erin will make you a bouquet because she's such a incredible florist that's the one thing i will have to have as a bouquet duh so aaron one day when i call you and i'm like i'm getting married in three days i need a bouquet just be prepared (laughs) she already has a waiting period she already has one ready like no she's so good at what she does she's the only person that i would ever trust to be like you know what i don't have a vision just make it beautiful and she would (laughs) um also if you live in texas and need a wedding florist Shout me out. I can help cook you up. Um, Add us on Twitter. (laughs) So Phil's mom shows up and I guess he doesn't like her, but they don't ever get into why. It's just tense between them. Okay. Maybe because she knows her kid is a douchebag. Maybe. She mentions that her brother, his brother must not have been invited. And again, we never find out why they don't. Go into any backstory as to why this is a thing. It okay. Just is. Um, he gets weird and freaked out at this party too, like the weird white noise voice thing. Okay. 
So later he gets on a website called crazexxx.com. <laughs> Would you like to know his screen name? Hold on. Hold on. Is it Is it in fact Sex Addict 53885? It is. Because that's the real story. Look, it's oh my beat God. Cake, but <laughs> <laughs> But the internet's been around for a while at this point, so I guess beef cack was already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he sends dick pics with his Blackberry, which I was like, oh, remember Blackberries? (laughs) Man, those dick pics, you could say it's whatever size you want. They're so grainy. People will just believe you. It's all blurry. It's like, that's a dick? Okay. (laughs) It's 17 inches. The fuck? (laughs) No, we've gone off the rails so hard. Okay. Um, Megan is registering for wedding gifts. And I don't know who needs five different kinds of China, but this chick for sure doesn't because she's not getting married. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Philly goes to the casino again. Um, He's walking home and he runs into the girl he groped at the beginning of the movie. I told you it would come back. I don't Um, like it. He's drunk as fuck, so he hugs her and says she looks cute. She's like, cool, thanks, and she tries to leave because she's a woman in a back alleyway alone with a very drunk, handsy dude. Um, But Philip pushes her up against the wall and tries to kiss her. Don't do that. She pushes him away because he gets, but he gets very aggressive, um, and she asks what Megan would think about that. He gets in her face and asks if she's threatening him. She demurs and says no because, duh. Um, and he backs up and leaves, thank God. And this girl, like, books it the other way. She's like, bye. I was legitimately getting scared. Yeah, I was too. I was like, uh, I didn't know he killed someone he knew. <laughs> um, Megan is later trying on wedding dresses while Philip buys 20 burner phones and five rolls of duct tape. Like you, like do. you do. Mm-hmm. That's just a typical I mean, Tuesday. It's a home improvement project. What can I say? Um, the girls go cake tasting and Philip takes a break from building his murder kit to text Megan that he misses her. Um, he's checking out at the store and the lady's like, you can put my number into any one of these phones. And I was like, nope, don't do that. Don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Um, Megan finds her dress and Phil is at the gun store where he finds his gun. Oh, thank God. 20 phones and a gun. Only good things can come from this. He says yes to the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he purchases it, purchases it with a fake ID. Back at school, he pulls the chick he attacked in the alley aside and apologizes at first. And I was like, oh, well, okay. But then he lowers his voice and says, if you think of messing with me and my fiance, I swear to God. Do you understand? Not really, you son of a bitch. She's like, cool, you nutbag. Please leave me alone. Um, Megan's trying to get money out of the ATM while Phil is in class looking at Craigslist ads. Like, does this guy not pay attention to anything he fucking does? Clearly not. You're in medical school. I'm going to assume that that's not easy. Um, God, I hate him. Their account is overdrawn. By how much? Doesn't say. Okay. 
Um, Philip passes it off as a mistake with bills and tuition and all that crap. But he's actually at a hotel meeting a woman for a massage. Now, I have a question. Is mm-hmm. Does Megan seem dumb in the movie? No. Okay. She just seems very... Naive? Naive, yes. Like, like it would never occur to her, which I can understand. It would never occur to her that her fiancé was out doing this crap. Right. Yeah, she doesn't seem dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. She actually, um, I know you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but the actress reminds me a lot of Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules. Great. They have the same, like, voice and everything. It's kind of crazy. Congratulations to Katie Maloney. I mean, if Lisa Vanderpump would put me on her show, I would go. <laughs> um, so he's meeting this woman for a massage. Hold on. It's about to get dark. Um, he walks in and pulls out zip ties and tells her he wants to tie her up. And she's like, how am I going to give you a massage if I'm tied up? Right. Like, like that's I mean, a legitimate question. Yeah. She says no thanks. Um, and he pulls out a gun. So well, he ties her up anyway. That's a different option than I would have gone with. He steals her ATM card and gets her PIN number, which was 4321. And I'm like, do better, girl. Do better. Um, it's just the standard one it came with. <laughs> um, then he duct tapes her mouth, uh, cuts off her panties, and leaves. She survives, thank God. Oh, thank um, God. And William Baldwin is here to save the day, but first he's going to shame her for what she was doing in that hotel because, of course. Check yourself, mate. I will go on a tirade about poor sex workers in a little bit. Just hold on tight. (laughs) Um, She's not having it, though. She's like, "Uh, I'm not the criminal here. Uh, This guy that robbed me is definitely the criminal here. So, Except that he's white and you're a sex worker, so... (laughs) He was white too, but yeah. Um, She also says that there was no way that it was Philip's first time doing this. I'm sorry. William Baldwin looks like he got hit by a car in the face. I just had (laughs) to look him up to make sure that was the right person. Okay. Um, (laughs) He, when she says that he appears to ponder it and he does his very best, like Joey small, the fart acting. (laughs) Um, they review the security footage, and shocker, Philip looks like every other preppy white dude on Earth, so they have nothing to go Great. <laughs> Phil, meanwhile, goes home and stuffs the poor girl's panties into a sock that he hides under a mattress. What if his girlfriend, like, flips him? Like, what? I don't get it. I don't... Aaron, I don't like any of this. <sighs> M- Megan, meanwhile, she's... Um working on getting into medical school. She does not get into Boston university's med program, but she does get into another school, but she tells her mom it's too far away from Philip to be, um, as the newlywed. So I hope she kept that letter. Cause she's going to want to be as far away from him as humanly possible soon. Right. Um, okay. So her mom suggests that they postpone the wedding until after medical school, but she says, no, um, she wants to be at Philip, who's at home cutting a cubby hole into his copy of Grey's Anatomy to hide his gun in. <laughs> so for just a minute, I thought you meant the TV show. No. And I was like, how oh, the, the book. fuck does this work? I got it eventually. The book. Also, why does he need a copy of Grey's Anatomy? No one uses that anymore. 
He's in medical school. I don't know. I paid for medical school. I know what they use. I am currently paying for medical school. I know what they use. Till the day I die, I will be paying for medical school. Maybe he wanted a copy for posterity. I don't know. Maybe it was a gift. I don't know. I don't know why he has it. He just does. Um, He makes another appointment for a massage. And I hate this a lot. So if he's so stressed, he could just drop out of medical school. You don't need all those massages. I don't know why he's so stressed. He apparently has straight A's and is like the best student that they've ever seen. I mean, it's really... And how a- much they they glorify this fucking asshole over how good he was at school. It just pisses me off. Okay. They're so blessed to have him. Yeah. Um. So the girl is in the hotel. The, the girl um, is... Her name is Jalissa. Um, she's talking to her mom on the phone. Um, and tell, she doesn't want to tell her mom what she's really doing. But, so she tells her mom that she's going on a date with the guy she met on the train. So her mom like starts asking her a hundred questions about who this guy is. Um, Good mom. Uh, which makes this a million times more sad. Mm. She meets Brian, AKA Philip. He's using that same fake ID in the hallway of the hotel. Um, they go in the room she asks him what he does and they chit chat. Uh, he says he's in grad school and she says she is too. Um, she's studying counseling cause she wants to be like a drug and alcohol abuse counselor. She, um, he pulls out the gun, but she fights back. She scratches his neck pretty badly and she almost gets out the door, but he freaks out and shoots her. No. I mean, you knew that was going to happen, yeah, but still, I, I still don't like it. Yeah. I can know it's going to happen and not like it. It's really sad. It's like watching a documentary about Hitler and then you tell me I know what's coming next. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. William Baldwin comes to the scene and immediately him and his partner, Fry, are like, well, this is the same dude. Yeah. Um, Philip goes home and tells Megan that he got all scratched up because a patient went bonkers and attacked a nurse and he just had to save the day. Oh, I can't. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time Sarah got scratched by a patient, I'd have literally zero (laughs) dollars. Just heads up, everybody. The police at this point find an IP address um, on Julissa's phone. So they're hoping to at least trace that to a location like where he had logged on to the Internet with this burner phone that he had. Um, Philip and Megan are watching the news about the murders while our hero detectives get what has to be the worst profile ever. I cannot wait. According to this profiler, they're looking for a guy who, quote, can't have sex, a loner, someone who shies away from the crowd, no sense of status, never had any accomplishments, etc. So while they're doing this, they're showing Philip, like, you know, with his friends, like having sex with his girlfriend, like being, you know, popular. Being the complete opposite of the profile. But also, are they just going to walk around and be like, hey, can you get it up? next (laughs) hey can you get it up next so william baldwin then says probably the best line of this whole movie he says quote let me get this straight we're looking for a big blonde loser wearing a red Sox cap in boston let's get right on that one we should have it settled by one thanks for the crack job detective and he looks (laughs) (laughs) ah it's fabulous um megan is home alone and someone knocks on the door it's their super because the rent hasn't been paid in months. Oh, that's just a mix-up because of medical school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, watch out. 
Um, probably for real, it's because he's at the casino right now. Oh, I know. Oh, I at know. Least, at least he wins, you know. He goes to meet another woman. He pulls out the gun on her, but luckily her husband was downstairs waiting for her to call and say everything was okay. Um, so Philip pistol whips her right as her husband breaks down the door and they um, get into an altercation. But Philip, of course, manages to punch the guy in the face and get away. And he even manages to hang on to the $5,000 he had in his back pocket. I want to stab him. I I know how this ends. I still want to stab him. Yeah, he sucks. Um, And it's a good thing he has that money still because Megan is pissed. Um, The news is on and it says at this point he's actually killed two women, but they only showed one murder. So I'm actually glad for that. Okay. Um, Megan and Phil fight about the rent and Phil gaslights the fuck out of her. Of course he does. Because he just works so hard and he's so successful and he studies all the time and he helps plan the wedding and God forbid she get mad because he forgot to do something so trivial as to pay the rent. Okay, keep going. (laughs) He says he'll take care of it first thing in the morning and they make up. So, yay. Oh, good. Back at the station, they have the IP address uh, that goes back to Phil's apartment complex, so they go there and stake it out. Phil walks right by them, but he doesn't look like a vicious loner killer, so he gets away for now. He's walking around just with a blatant erection, so they're like, it's not him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know how an erection can be blatant, but I stand by it. I mean... I don't know. Um, he is walking with Megan through the lobby with their laundry and he sees officers like uh, uniformed officers and he freaks out a little. Um, he should too, because back at the station, the detectives are on his Facebook page. Uh Oh, they just heard he was a cool guy and they wanted to hang out. They're like, have you heard about this Philip guy? William Baldwin again has a great line where he says he's got 478 friends who needs 478 friends. Um, Fry suggests that they bring him in for questioning, but, um, Baldwin says no, um, if they freak him out, he'll run back at home. Phil's going a little cuckoo watching the news about all this. So he jumps on the couch with Megan and is like, let's go to Foxwoods. What's that? It's a casino. Okay. Um, so they pack up and leave, uh, William and his sidekick Fry follow and William is like, hang in there, sweetheart. We're not going to let you out of our sight to Megan because she's with this crazy dude. Okay. <laughs> like just in the car. Right. To her. No, I figured they were just over like the the intercom system <laughs> going down the interstate. <laughs> Hang on, sweetheart. <laughs> we'll get you over. <laughs> so the plan is to wait until they have a positive ID from one of the um, surviving victims to bring him in. But when they see that he's headed out of state, um, that plan goes out the window and they arrest him. Good. They Bye, search, Felicia. They search the apartment and they find the fake ID, the panties, 16 pairs. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that was not in my notes. Yeah. The burner phone and the gun. Case closed just in time for happy hour. Like, nice this is the place. worst game of Clue that was ever played. You That's put horrible. it all right there. Yeah, 
It's like all under the bed. <laughs> you must have, you might as well have just put a neon sign that says a killer lives here. Just yeah. Except Phil is convinced he's going to get away with all this because he's so he's smart a white guy and white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he says all they have on him is a passing resemblance to a surveillance photo, some quote unwashed laundry, and a gun he bought to protect his poor helpless fiance. Fuck you! He then pulls the all-time douchiest move and says, quote, I'm a straight-A med student. I'm getting married in a month. Maybe you should explain to me why I would go around shooting prostitutes in hotel rooms. Um, my father, the creator, <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> what a douchebag, I hate him! My father, the creator of Toaster Strudel, would not be very happy to hear about this. I'll do it for you. Thank you. I just couldn't <laughs> even make it through. But that's such a, like, what a bratty fucking thing to do. I don't even have, like, a better insult. That's a fucking he, bratty thing to do. He's so fucking he's entitled. He's a piece of shit. Ugh. Okay. They question Megan, his professors, his friends, etc. And they all think that Philly Boy is the nicest, smartest, most wonderful man in the whole world. He probably saves puppies in his spare time and helps old ladies cross the street. Have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes, of course. You, I almost quoted, but I didn't know if you knew this. What's the deal with this chick? She got beer-flavored nipples? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we're so far off the rails. <laughs> I have to be because I'm so mad. Uh, My blood pressure is like through the roof right now. Oh, it's going to get much worse. Oh, uh, Megan is in full on denial and says that she would have known if the stuff that they found in her apartment had actually been there. So she thinks it was all planted. Megan, go away. Go plan your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> to who? <laughs> Anybody at this point. Fuck. He leaves the police station and it's just like Mean Girls because everyone stops what they're doing to watch her walk out of the station. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a bus? I know. Fuck. That would have been awesome. Right? <laughs> okay. So Phil goes to jail and he manages to sneak in a shoelace. Um, he tries to kill himself, but they save his dumb ass. What a pussy. The last minute. Ugh, he's the worst. Megan goes home to her parents and she's ranting and raving about how they have the wrong guy. And her dad's like, um, (laughs) I just am picturing this family meeting and she's like, Oh my God, he didn't even do it. He didn't even do anything wrong. He's the best. And her dad just like, yeah, listen, (laughs) well, all of a sudden, though, that the dad became the boss from Office Space for me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she calls a press conference where she accuses the police of unfairly targeting Philip and trying to, quote, make big bucks by selling false stories to the news, which is not how the news works. No, but also that's an actual quote from real life. Fear that's everything. Not- Dude, SAPD does not call like case at 12 and is like, I got a good story for you. How much you want to. <laughs> right? That's not how that works. Give me $16 oh. and I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> um, Megan is watching the news and sees that uh, Phil's been assigned a public public defender. 
So she asks her dad to pay for a lawyer. And he's like, um, no, but thanks for asking. I'm, re- I'm real busy. I just. Yeah. Just like super busy right now. <laughs> um, so the detective Fry tells William that this will be easy because Phil has a public defender. And I'm sorry. Does Lifetime not know how like the law works? Just because you have a public defender does not mean it's a shit lawyer. <laughs> well, typically public defenders are so overworked that they have a, and, and typically their clients are all stupid. Like yeah. typically they work with the most uneducated of, of However, clients, you do have your, like but, your, your big top brass lawyers that right, do some take slumming in the public so, area. Yeah. And that is what's really interesting about the way the law works. And like, mm-hmm. have you listened to the most recent season of Serial? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. Right? Oh, yeah. I remember us bitching about how everyone needs mm-hmm. to be fired. But the way they do it, where they contract out, like, the top lawyers to do public defense yeah. instead of there just being one de- or, you know, a handful yeah. of designated public defenders, I think is actually a better system. Because I think it is, too. And general, I think that's what – I think they do that here, too, because it's more of a mixed bag. You're not guaranteed – like – I think I just feel like they have this picture in their head of these like poor, dumb ass lawyers that go to work for free every day. And that's not what that is. Right. Um, and I want to apologize. I did sound like I was speaking way down about the people who use public defenders. And that was not my intention. But that is the general belief that that is what public defenders are dealing with. Yeah, that's not true. Um, William says that the, this defense attorney could make an alibi out of, quote, two sticks and a ball of twine. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but let's keep going. Yeah. Um, the police go to, so Billy, Billy, William and uh, Fry go to Megan's house and she tells them, she tells them, oh my God, get ready. Speaking of serial season three, no. she says, quote, everyone knows the Boston police department is the worst in the country. And listen, I listen to a lot of true crime and I can name like five other police departments that are much worse than Boston. Looking at you, Milwaukee. My head. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, all of Ohio. What are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, in the backlog, get your people out of prison. What is happening? Okay. Um, they ask her if she knows about his little sex website screen name and she accuses them of planting all of that evidence um you totally six months ago clicked sign up and used his email address totally you're an asshole um then they start I can get it as the worst part. Like if the police came in and took Sarah in for something heinous like that I would I would do everything to say it wasn't her because I cannot even imagine a world where she would do something like that. Yeah, I it's so hard. You know, we'll talk about it again in a minute, but they start telling her about the gruesome details of Julissa's death, um about the woman that he pistol whipped, how she can't even see still. Oh my god. Like he pistol whipped her so hard she couldn't see. Oh my god. Um and then they talk about the things that he posted online. Like, meanwhile, everybody's voice, everyone's getting heated. Like, her dad's, like, telling them to shut up and, and to, like, stop talking about it. And the cop is just speaking over him. And so they get in. And so finally Megan, like, runs upstairs. They're all yelling. Um, and she throws up because she 
knows the truth. Um, her father makes them leave. Um, William goes to visit Phil and try to get him to confess, but he will not. Of course he won't. Megan is watching Anderson Cooper talk about how, like, about women that fall in love with killers like this. Um, and she's, like, talking to her friend about how could she be so stupid? Like, he treated her so well, she would have never imagined that he could have done something like this. Like, never in her mind did it ever occur to her that he could have done this. Um, yeah, she's she's just, like, trying to deal with the fact that this all happened and she had no idea that it was happening. Right. Um, she goes to visit Phil and she breaks up with him. And we get Lifetime's Edit of the Week, thank God. I was waiting. <laughs> um, she takes off her enormous engagement ring. And so they're, okay... They're separated by glass, talking on the phone, right? Uh-huh. She just takes it off, sets it down in the middle of a prison, and leaves. Um, Girl, he didn't pay your rent for months. You take that, <laughs> you sell it, and you take care of yourself. She's just like, pink, bye. And I was like, um, that could probably buy you a nice new car. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm glad you and I went the exact same route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, she walks away. She leaves her ring there while Phil beg, or bangs on the glass and begs her to come back. Um, he says he's scared. Wah. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor baby. I know. I feel so bad for him, except I don't because he's a fucking monster. Okay. Um, she goes home and deletes their wedding website. She puts away all the wedding stuff in her dress while he lays in his prison bed and cuts his wrists fucking hate this guy Ugh. he writes her name on the wall in blood and then puts a bag over his head who gave him this shit he's already tried to kill himself right he dies this time and they report it on the news um megan and her mom watch um the police are watching and we wrap up with a weird like fantasy i'm not sure if it's his or hers and it's just them like laying under a tree talking about their life like all the kids they want to have etc And the ending text says, quote, Philip Markoff's suicide denied his victims their only opportunity to see justice done. In 2010, over one year after the brutal murder of Julissa Brisman, Craigslist finally shut down its erotic services section worldwide, which I have mixed feelings about that. Um, Sex workers deserve to be able to do what they do um, and without judgment and without being in danger, but also this particular thing was dangerous, obviously. So, well, and so it's, much it's really that, hard. So much trafficking went through that. Yeah. It's, it's just, there, it, there's no good. I wish I could think of like a good way to make it safe for these people and safe to keep the, you know, the, the trafficking out of it. But there's, I just, I don't know. Right. Hopefully somebody smarter than me comes up with it someday. Cause I don't know. And the story is horrible. Philip Markoff is the worst. Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, the fact that he killed killed himself made it so much worse. Oh, yeah. No, that's awful. It's, it's his ultimate way of being like, you know what? I'm not going to take responsibility for any of this. No. Ugh. I haven't had to be responsible for anything in my life before. Why start now? I just see him in like a pastel shirt and khaki shorts, like the my dad is a lawyer uniform. and Yeah. Boat uh, shoes. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. All right. So. Oh, if you want a drink while you watch this movie, which you should, 
Um, I mean, what's a pretentious frat boy drink that's also fun to say in a Boston accent? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. A Jager bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Drink some Jager bombs and watch this movie. All right. Um. So my sources. I started with the biography of Philip Markoff from biography.com. By the way, I called him Jackoff for almost all of my notes. So just heads up. (laughs) I'm on board. Um, I like it. I love it already. (laughs) Philip Markoff from Wikipedia. The Craigslist Killer from Crime Museum. The Craigslist Killer, a charming medical student turned murderer from thelineup.com. Murder on the Internet from the Independent Ireland. And mm-hmm. Craigslist killer Philip Markoff, Markoff, sorry, um, wrote ex fiance's name in blood as he killed himself from ABC News. You know, and that's just an extra like dig at her. I exactly, I that's what it. I talked about in the end of my notes. So, first of all, here is Philip Markoff, because um, he's who I'm going to talk about first. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, he does look like a preppy jackass. Uh huh. So, like monster. I, I um, <laughs> I cast young Daniel Craig. <gasps> yeah. Oh, young Daniel Craig. Right. Um. Just first of all, I love Daniel Craig. He kind of looks like Draco Malfoy in that picture, though. Yes, I did that <laughs> on purpose because home dude here is a piece of shit. I at least like Malfoy in the end. <laughs> all right so back to me on the important part um so philip markoff grew up in a small town um cheryl new york which has a population of just over three thousand. fine it is the least populous city in the state of new york and he, he was your typical straight a student he was involved at school he was a member of are you ready yeah. The bowling club, <laughs> youth court, and the history club. Oh, youth what? Youth court. What the fuck is youth so, court? Some schools have a court made up of your peers where if you break the rule so many times, your peers kind of decide your punishment, be it community service on campus or detention or suspension. Mm, um, nice. Yeah. Um, and we, wait, can they levy the death penalty? Could we could have just put them on trial at youth court? Right, I'm down. Um, oh as a teacher, I can't support that. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm not 100 percent in agreement with the death penalty, but this guy's a special kind of asshole, right? Um, and he was also a member of the National Honor Society. So if you add all those things together, he was just a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um. He, um, it was just expected that Philip would excel post high school. And so after he graduated, his dad was a dentist, by the way, and his mom was a teacher who wound up eventually working at a casino. Um, so, um, but did he have a weird relationship with his parents? I didn't find anything that said that. Look, I just want to know, I need whoever created this on Lifetime to just tell me what the hell that was. I don't get it. Um. And he wound up going to um, the uh, State University of New York, SUNY Albany, 
Um, yeah. For Where he his... graduated summa cum laude in the top 5% of his class. Yeah. All the articles initially said he went to major in pre-med. You can't major in pre-med. You major in biology or biochemistry or really anything. You have med school prereqs. Well, where I went to school, there was a pre-med program, but it was a bio major. Right. It's a program. Like, it's a set of courses. Aaron's being pulled over again. (laughs) You guys, I'm moving in four days. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Um, anyway, so he majored in biology because I did double check that. But yeah, there's like a there's a a, pr- a pre med program where I went to school where it's like a it's a specific combination of like biochem and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of classes. Because med school has specific prerequisites that are not in any one degree, so you have to take mostly a biology degree or biochem and then add some classes. But it is, I mean, essentially, it's a it's a bio degree, right? Um, during his undergraduate career. Jackoff was really serious about his studies. Um, He maintained good grades and he spent much of his free time volunteering in the emergency room at the Albany Medical Center Hospital. He and that's why he deserved to shoot sex workers in his free time because he did so many good things. Fuck you. Um, and so he, um, he really like he was keeping medical school as like his focus at all times, um, but he was also known to play like in all night poker tournaments with his friends, mm-hmm. and he had a reputation for taking poker poker very seriously and for being a very sore loser. Because let's face it, this douchebag is a giant pussy. Exactly, he's a gigantic douchebag. I would expect nothing less. In 2005, Jackoff met Megan McAllister, who was two years older than him. This poor girl. Her life has got to be ruined now. I feel kind of bad for her. I felt bad looking for pictures of her, so I'm not going to post her picture, but I want to show you. Yeah, I kind of want to see what she looks like, just because I like to compare the actors. Right. Oops, that's the wrong button. I mean, you all know what Google is. If you want to see it, you can. Um. Oh, she's pretty. I cast... Um, Look at that poor girl. Like, he just ruined her life. Yep. I hate that. I cast Laura Prepon. Pre- Ooh, Laura Prepon. Prepon. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Donna from That 70s Show. I was like, yeah. I, I didn't even know her real name. I just had to Google. But mm-hmm. that's who I cast as her. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. She's a pretty girl. She I was pretty. God, I hope she's getting some good therapy because, wow. <laughs> right. I must have fucked her up. Um, so she was also volunteering at the hospital. And mm-hmm. for whatever fucking reason, she fell in love with Jackoff, despite mm-hmm. his being a grown man child. Yeah, for real. Um, a grown man child with a god complex, right? I can't think of anything worse. Like if you if you ever met a doctor, he has a god complex. FYI, <laughs> they all do. Even your beautiful wife. <laughs> She's more on the superhero complex side of things, but yes, which is mostly the same thing. Yeah. It's it's the way you channel it that makes the difference. Um, so Jackoff, however impressively, did finish his biology degree in three years and was accepted into the Boston University School of Medicine. Yeah, well, when you can't get laid because you're so creepy. Right. Um, Megan also applied to Boston School of Medicine, but she was not accepted. Mm-hmm. So they moved to Boston together and she prepared to sit out. Initially, she was just going to sit out a year and reapply. Mm-hmm. Um but in 2008, it wound up being longer. Um, yeah. In 2008, Jackoff and Megan were engaged and set their wedding date for August of 2009. Congrats. Um, Megan stayed busy planning their wedding and uh, 
she had actually, she had some back problems that she was put under some medical restrictions for. I can feel that girl. Yeah. So it like, it sounds like she didn't do anything, but it's because she was on, um, she was basically on disability because of her back problems at the time. Um, so, um, he went to school every day and, uh, and then when he was done with school, he frequented casinos and he racked up $130,000 in debt just from casinos. How? Um, that's medical school. Like, like that's a medical school debt in casinos. You fucking idiot. How do you get to bar? I don't. I would be a terrible gambler. I don't know how to borrow that much money from anybody. No, but and also like, how? Like, how did he have time? Sarah and I At were some married. Wait, you gotta walk away. Sarah and I were married while she was in medical school, and you know what she did? Study, studied all like the fucking person? time. Every time I wanted to go out, she was studying. So sometimes I'd go out with friends and I'd let her have the house to herself because I'm loud as fuck and distract her. I know it's a surprise to everyone. <laughs> um, so I would come back and she would be like in the exact same position. I don't know that she had moved the entire three hours I was out or whatever. Good thing I was at the casino racking up $130,000 in debt. Like, look. You're married to a doctor, and I don't want to scare you, but she knows how to kill you and make it look like a complete accident. So. Oh, she tells me regularly Regularly, <laughs> she knows how to kill me and make sure no one finds me. There you go. Um, Be careful with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just still don't get how he had time to go out. Like, because I even, don't either. Even the smartest people in medical school here studied. Like, Yeah. Even, uh, like... People that I knew that went to medical school, because I was on a med track for a while. So um, even people I knew that went, that went to nursing school, which FYI, nurses are badass. Just don't listen to that crazy lady in Washington. Um, I know you guys don't play cards. <laughs> That's not us. That's her. No, but they studied their ass off. Yeah. They're literally saving human lives. I want them yeah. to be studying their asses yes, off. Please sit home and study. Don't. Spend $130,000 at the casino. Um, That's not the kind of doctor I want to have. So he got really stressed out from, why uh, you know, from medical school and from all the debt. And just, it was so hard to be him that um, in April of 2009, he um, assumed a pseudonym that he named himself Andy. And he began chatting with women on Craigslist to offer Andy. Andy. Uh-huh. That's a creepy name if I've ever heard one. And so he would. Go by uh, Andrew or Drew. No, Andy's Andy. like the kid from Toy Story. Right, exactly. Don't ruin that. Um, so he found uh, women on the like erotic services section of Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were the women that he chatted with. Um, were planning to meet up with their clients at like nearby mid grade and luxury hotels. And so while Megan was, man, I was like feeling my writer whenever I write this. I don't know why. I I was too. While Megan was blissfully unaware of her fiance's secret double life, he was making arrangements to meet up with local sex workers in hotels. Like that's not a fucking worst. Mm -hmm. Um, The first woman that Jackoff met up with was Trisha Lafleur. 
She reported that on April 10th, 2008, she'd met a tall blonde man in his early 20s who had answered an ad of hers on Craigslist. She met him outside the room, she told police, and shortly after they walked inside, he produced a gun and ordered her to lie on the floor where he bound her wrist with plastic restraints. He rummaged... This is probably the girl that I talked about. Yeah. He rummaged through her suitcase and stole $800 from her. Then he put on rubber gloves and used them to delete the number from her phone. Like, delete his yeah. number. He did that, but they were leather gloves. And then he also, like, took her driver's license and was like, huh, now I know where you live. What a fucktard. Yeah, for real. He <sighs> sucks. Okay. Um, shortly after, a new ad appeared on Craigslist offering an erotic massage. The poster mm-hmm. was a woman named uh, Julissa Brisman, who was working oh, under the pseudonym Morgan. Um, and she was an aspiring model and actress from New York. And she was beautiful here. Poor girl. I, this is so, it's so sad. I hate it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So she's beautiful. She was beautiful. And I cast. I want you to draw that picture on the right. This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I cast AJ Mashalka to play her. I don't know. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, from the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she actually, her and her sister have a band. It's now like 78 Violet or something, but it used to just mm-hmm. be Allie and AJ. And I really yes! jammed that mm-hmm. album a lot. But No, she's she's in the Goldbergs. She uh-huh. plays Lainey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's who I cast. I was, whenever I saw Julissa, I was like, holy shit, that's a good match. Poor poor girl. I hate it. I hate this guy so much. So much. You know, I say that every week, but just relying on your privilege and your like, I'm so above board. Like, how dare you accuse me of doing all this shit that I did? Like, fuck you. Right. (laughs) Um. So Morgan and Andy chatted for hours on Craigslist, um, which I did laugh at. The Independent had to explain what Craigslist was in the article because it's written for the UK. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But there's a Craigslist in the UK. There is, but I I don't know. Just the way it describes it. It's called something else, though. Right. It's called something else. Yeah, it's not called Craigslist. Um. But they do have something similar, but I they had to explain what Craigslist it's was. It's called Williams List. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of a potato. <laughs> Anytime I've gone to, because I went to England for a concert tour and Ireland for a concert tour, mm-hmm. and every meal is just a potato on top of a potato and then like a protein and then more potato. <sighs> <laughs> They, we had some really good food, but we I'm also had some very UK that, food. Honestly, well, I thought I could eat potatoes for every meal until I ate potatoes for every meal. There's just so many things you can do. So many things with a potato. You can do. You can bake it. You can fry it. You can make it into alcohol. Like there's just endless possibilities. Thank you, Bubba Gump. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, anyway, she told him that she had a hotel room in the Boston area. Oh, don't do that. Um, He gave her his new burner phone number and finished arranging the details of their meeting. As far as Julissa knew, the plan was to give Jack off a massage in the hotel room. 
and you know the things that go with an erotic massage but not what he had in mind apparently a happy ending yeah uh jalissa had also made arrangements with her boss she worked at a beauty salon Mm -hmm. her boss was going to call and make sure things had gone well um and that this was a system they'd had before which is a is a thing that that right workers do they you, you know you have a buddy that you check in with right exactly and you let them know like this is how long i'm gonna be here if i don't call you by this time be worried call the right yeah so five hours after the meeting was supposed to take place jalissa's boss called the hotel room where she was staying and received no answer mm-hmm. so she tried several times that night and began to panic the next morning she decided to try one more time this time the call was answered by a hotel attendant who forwarded her call directly to boston pd well, that's not what you want to hear. Nope. When it's like, please hold, and then they the police pick up. Right. That's bad. So the oh, police told... I hate all of this. Yep. The police told Jalissa's boss that Jalissa was dead and that sh- the boss would be needed for questioning. Within hours, Jalissa's name was being posted online and in the papers. Mm-hmm. She'd been found lying in the doorway of her hotel room on the 20th floor. <sighs> Bound by the same wrist restraints that were found on Trisha. That's interesting because in in the movie they make it out like it was a an almost not an accident, but like a, like he freaked out too much, right? And like overreacted, and that's why he shot her because she was not tied up, right? Um, she'd also she'd been hit on the head and shot three times. Oh God! One bullet entered her heart and killed her instantly. I mean. At least At there's least that. There's that. When, oh, when Andy left the hotel room after the crime, fuck Andy. He slipped off the blood-stained coat he'd been wearing and dumped it along with the cell phone, and then he went back to being Philip again, the shy, intelligent medical student he'd always been. I'm gonna throw up in my mouth a little bit. And then this was a quote from um, the Independent. It said. Uh, He had, in short, everything going for him, and yet his laptop was a Pandora's box of damaging secrets. If you had one of his passwords, you might have seen him beaming with his wife-to-be on his engagement website. Only a particularly kind of preppy American would come up with such a thing. If you had an... Every preppy American? (laughs) Do you know how many wedding websites I've looked at in my lifetime? Right, but this was article was written in 2010, and they were not the thing that they are now. Oh, yes, they were. All my friends got, most of my friends got married. You just told us you were raised on a golf course and you've already told us this year that you had, uh, you went to Cotillion. So don't try to pretend like you weren't part of Preppy America. I didn't say I wasn't part of Preppy America. (laughs) I'm saying that wedding websites were definitely a thing before 2010. They were a thing for everyone. Everyone I knew. Sarah and I didn't have a wedding website and most of my friends did not. (sighs) All right. You poor peasants. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were peasants. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, sorry, I forget about my own superiority. <laughs> I, I'm so humble. I'm beginning to rethink this low maintenance thing. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> um, if you had another one of his passwords, you would have seen blurry pictures. <laughs> We've already established they were blurry. Oh, sorry, no. blurry Ew. pictures of his semi-naked body and a Ew. and a litany of messages from transvestites and prostitutes. And that's a quote from the article. Don't get mad at me. Yeah, um, they actually say that word in the movie, and I was like, I can't repeat that. 
if nothing else in this story that I wrote, if nothing else in this story gives you the heebies, I just want you all to know that his username was Sex Addict Five Three Eight Eight Five. And it's like be more original, but Five Three Eight Eight Five. I said, if that doesn't scream socially stunted, I don't know what does. Good grief! Two days after Brisman's murder, Cynthia Melton, who was a married waitress who stripped on the side to make ends meet. Uh, began chatting with a man from her ad who responded to her ad on Craigslist. And his name was Bill, and he was actually just a nice guy that, you know, that just wanted, wanted to exchange like, some, uh, some mutually consensual um, lap dancing. Yeah. And yeah, so everyone lived happily ever after. Everything you know? was fine. How did you know? Oh, God, I just uh, knew. Also, um, after Bill, um, <laughs> Andy came. <laughs> And he it. he hired Damn her it. for a lap dance. Um, she made arrangements to meet him at the Holiday Inn in Warwick, Rhode Island. So now he's crossed state lines with his crimes. About 40 minutes from Boston. Federal crime now, sir. When Cynthia and Jackoff, who was now wearing a baseball cap to hide his face, entered the hotel room, Jackoff drew a gun and made her lie down on the floor. No. Lie face out on the floor. Um, he bound her wrists again with the same restraints that were used on the other two. He forced uh, a plastic ball gag, like like no! used in BDSM. Yeah, forced that into her mouth. Look, here's the thing: if you are consenting to that, that's, that's fine. great. Do your thing. Don't but force it on people. Someone forcing. Oh no. Yep. Um, Cynthia reported that he seemed nervous going into this, and that he said he didn't want to kill her; just take her money. Um, so Cynthia's husband Keith came looking for Cynthia when he hadn't heard from her he knew that she was going to be meeting this Andy at the Andy. Holiday Inn and he walked in on the scene like on the tail end of him tying her up um, and he was so shocked that he staggered backwards at the sight of the gun in Jackoff's hands um, Keith tripped and fell and that caused Philip to panic and he ran down the stairs nearby Thank God. Keith and Cynthia called the police who quickly looked at the CCTV footage from the hotel. And wouldn't you know, they saw Jack off. <laughs> they also found. Here's the thing. He was so brazen and did not give a fuck because he thought he would get out of whatever right. he got caught doing that. He did not go to very big lengths to hide who he was, no. which is even more infuriating. They also quickly found Philip Markoff on the CCTV footage at Walmart, buying the baseball cap he'd worn the night of that attack. Was it a Red Sox cap? I don't know. Um, I it, Well, here's the thing. I have nothing against the Red Sox because I would rather do anything than watch a baseball game. But um, <laughs> just that hat, like in the movie, I was like, Ooh, I hate it. Right. Um, <laughs> Police were able to trace an email that had been sent to Jalissa from Markoff's IP address. Mm -hmm. CCTV put him, and I know this is going to shock you because it shocked me too and shocked uh -oh. him. CCTV footage put him in the lobby of every hotel on the same night as all the attacks. No way. Yeah. What a terrible, terrible coincidence that this straight A medical student was misidentified in all of these CCTV they, they, they just targeted him because he they was did. so smart. They did. Mm -hmm. Police followed him around for several days before eventually pulling him over as he and Megan went on a, like, we're driving to a casino. Foxwoods, probably, I assume. Probably. At, I assume that's why they named it because that's really where they were going. At the time that they were pulled over, they were in possession of several thousand dollars. 
which is when I said, that makes me gag. What kind of white privilege bullshit is that that two about-to-be-weds who were paying for medical school eventually... Again, I know how much medical school costs. I've been working two jobs for seven years because of student loans. We're out. Like, they were ready to spend thousands of dollars. What the actual fuck? Like, here's the thing. I'm about as white as they get, but I don't have thousands of dollars. I don't either. I wish I did. And you know what? If I did, I'd be a lot smarter with it than to do something fucking stupid like go to a casino. Right? Hate it. When the police pulled Megan and Markoff over, she assumed it's because they were speeding. Little did she know. Oh, oh poor girl. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. Ready. Oh, my God. I cannot, I don't think I would have ever recovered from something like this. Little did she know the police were in her home where they found a gun hidden inside a hollowed out book, women's underwear hidden inside rolled up socks, and thousands of dollars underneath the mattress. Okay, question. Why doesn't this asshole pay off some of his bills? You know, that's a good question. Because he might need to go play poker and then bitch because he loses. That's that's not how any of this is supposed to work, dude. Okay. They also seized duct tape, plastic restraints, surprise, just like the ones used on the women. No way. Planted all of it. And his computer. Jackoff was taken in for questioning and Megan was left to deal like they knew that she was not involved at all. Mm -hmm. She was left to deal with the press just completely blindsided. And I felt I think I felt the worst for that. Um, when Jackoff was arrested, he was carrying the driver's license of a man named Andrew Miller. Wow. And Miller was not associated with the crimes in any way. Um, they found, they found Markoff's fingerprints on the certificate of ownership for the gun that he'd bought using Andy Miller's driver's license the previous year. His fingerprints were also found on the wall of the hotel room where he had attacked Cynthia Melton and on the roll of duct tape recovered from the room where Trisha had been bound and gagged. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. (laughs) The evidence against him was overwhelming, but like the classy piece of shit that he was, he maintained his innocence the entire time. I told you it wasn't him. It was all planted by the worst police department in the country, you know. When he was arraigned on April 21st, 2008... Mm-hmm. nobody from his family showed up to support would you no me neither but that maybe i would if i believed that they weren't involved mm-hmm. like if i truly believed that my little brother hadn't done something and he was arrested for it i would go and offer him support and that's what worries me right but his family knows that right that's what yeah. i'm saying his family clearly knows um Within 24 hours of his arrest, shoelace marks were found on his neck, so he was placed in on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother did come to visit him the next day, um, to which, and so Jackoff told him during this time, forget about me, move to California, there's more coming out. But we don't know what all that was supposed to mean, except that, you know, like, they're going to find out that I'm a giant douchebag. I think everybody already knows. <laughs> um, my favorite, and this truly is my favorite thing about the way his friends reacted. 
All of them were saying how they couldn't imagine he'd ever do anything like that. But for real, who's going to admit that they willingly hung around a sociopath whom they all just assumed was going to commit homicide? I get it, but and what pissed me off was his like, um, his the doctor that like oversaw him or whatever that was like he just and no medical student would ever have time to do this kind of thing. <laughs> well, I feel that in my soul, but he clearly found the time. He did. Look, I mean, it just goes to show you make time for what you love. Yeah, but Ugh. like, like if somebody were to interview me because you snapped and finally killed someone. I finally. (laughs) I feel very attacked right now. Like if I went on interview and I was like, I never thought Aaron would do this. Like fucking good. Cause I'd be worried if I I was like, Oh no, Aaron was just a loose cannon. We were all waiting for her to kill someone. Whatever. You've seen us. Listen, I love our group chat, but sometimes I wouldn't be surprised. Like, well, I mean, if you read through this message, you'll see why. (laughs) It was justified. It was justifiable homicide. (laughs) Just read this. Thank you. Um, Megan stuck with him for stuck by him for a good while, though. Um, She postponed their wedding indefinitely, but she didn't break off the engagement at first. Girl, she initially thought he was innocent. Um, no. She saw her fiance as a genius and all but idolized him, thinking that. God, I'm so glad I didn't have wine in my mouth. That would have done a total spit take. Um, at one point, she made mention, and this really made me sad. Her mother Aww. warned her of a man who was preying on young women in the Boston area, and she said, "Oh, I'm not worried. I've got Philip with me." He was the man preying. She on was the man. Yeah. Women. Ugh. Ugh. On June 11th, 2009, Megan publicly had her change of heart. She visited Phillips. uh, She visited Philip at the jail and she told him that she didn't want to see him quote for a long period of time. If ever again, I just, I really, I do feel for her because can you imagine like being set to, and you're married. So you probably know better than I do because I'm not, but set to come i can't imagine being set so in love with someone that i'm going to commit my life to them and then finding all of this out right and then trying to figure out what the fuck to do next oh yeah it's horrible um anyway so i lost my spot hold on um oh so jackoff's trial was scheduled for july 2010 but it kept getting rescheduled until it was eventually pushed to march 2011 due to like several delays um, time give him time to kill himself yeah well because rhode island wanted to um prosecute him as well but they had to wait for um yep. massachusetts to finish and bureaucratic nonsense yeah that just hold shit in court for years and years yep. and years and horrible. um so however on august 15th 2010 that was the day his wedding was supposed to be um like oh, a, that's I was, right. I forgot. Markov was found dead in his cell. He had I used, forgot that was his wedding day. I remember hearing that, but... He'd used a knife made from a pen and a piece of metal to cut the arteries in his ankles, legs, and neck. He also swallowed toilet paper and tightened a plastic bag over his head. He wrote Megan's name as well as the pet names they'd used for each other in blood on his cell Was wall. it Pocket? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, in the movie, it was. 
And then he scattered photographs of them together around his cell because this sick fuck needed one more reason to ruin Megan's life. Like what a selfish fucking prick. That's also like what you need, like a whole ceremony to kill yourself, to get out of facing what you've done to people. That's how important he is. He gets a ceremony. Also, he must not have been that good of a doctor because if he wanted to bleed out quickly, he would have cut his jugular vein and then been done with it. But no, he wanted to make a scene. Yeah. Everything was about him. It wasn't about dying. It was about making a scene. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's horrible. I fucking hate it all. Can I tell you about my, since we're already in this mood, can I tell you about my lifetime movie of the week? Sure. All right. It's not a crime, but it's terribly depressing. Oh. And Damn it. I, um, I just think it'd be a really interesting movie, but I really like perioded pieces. Mm-hmm. So um, if you kind of think about it, it kind of is a crime uh, because the laws sucked at the time, not because anyone intentionally harmed people. Um, but there was a small village in Ireland called Adderghoul. I mean, it's still there, but um, in 1912, it had a population of 3,400 people. Uh Um, 14 of those people boarded the Titanic, most of them hoping to move to America for new opportunities. Sure. They were all third-class passengers, and they ranged from... That didn't go that well. No. They ranged Mm -hmm. from 17 to 42, and they were all related or good friends, and they were all going to kind of immigrate together. Um, and so when the Titanic sank, 11 of the 14 passengers from Adderghoul were lost at sea. Aww. Three of them survived and one even lived into her 90s. Wow. Um, but I saw a video about them whenever I went to the Titanic Museum in Branson mm-hmm. a few years ago. And I just I think about them a lot. It was so tragic, like such a tragic loss to a small community. I mean, the mm-hmm. Titanic itself was a tragedy, but yeah. these were 14 people. It was the largest concentration of people from any one area was Adderghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I can't imagine that devastation. But I really this is so stupid, but I love things about the Titanic. And I'd like to see this movie about it. You know the story of the Titanic, right? Yeah, but like it's not a good story. No. But I love that time period. And I get you. I don't like the Leonardo movie. I mean, it's I. I've seen it like twice. That's it. Um, so mine. I'm going to take something like ripped from the headlines and I'm going to twist it a little because I feel like it. Is this um, actually you're going to tell me about Winnie the Pooh? Because last week you told me about a book. No. Um. So I don't know if you saw today they held a press conference update about the Delphi murders. Yeah. The two girls that were murdered. Um, it's Indiana, I think. I think so. Um, so they released a new sketch. So what I want to do here is, uh, first of all, I want this case to be solved. And if you haven't seen it, go watch. If you live in Indiana, like just see if you know this, this fucking asshole who killed these two little girls it's so sad um but what i'd like to do because the the cop that gave the press conference is obviously like extremely dedicated to this case but i'd like to take some of his words and turn this into like an inspired by a true story okay um or no inspired by true, true events, events. Okay. <laughs> just go way crazy so he said in the conference um He's speaking directly to the killer and he says, you know, 
basically he gives the idea that he that they know who it is and they're just waiting for him to like fuck up okay and he even says in the press conference he says you may even be in this room oh shit so I want this movie where it's a small town because it's a small town, right? Where the whole time it's the guy that's like the it's the, the guy reporter, that's yeah, it's the reporter. He's everywhere, and like the whole town just like turns on each other trying to figure out who killed these girls. I think it'd be so interesting. That reminds me of um, there's a case of a man in the Norwegian area of the world. Um, sure. He, it was Sweden or Denmark or I feel like it was one of those Nordic places anyway, um, where he was arrested for these awful crimes and he was put through rehab in prison. And it's when they were really focusing on rehabilitation there and he was released and he wound up being a reporter. Um, and he would travel the world and report on these crimes that he was actually caught yes! committing. Yes. Yes. So I just think the whole idea, cause Small towns anyway, like, are kind of, can be kind of creepy. Right. So, like, the idea of, like, the whole small town trying to figure out who amongst them has done this murder and everybody turning on each other. So interesting. Lifetime, seriously, call me. (laughs) I love that. Right. I just think I think it'd be a really interesting term where where the police know that it's the reporter, but they they're waiting for him to like out himself. And so they have this like standoff in the at the press conference. Like you may even be in this room. Dun, dun, dun. I love it. All right. But also, I really want that case solved, please. So. Um, What a wild day. Yes. All right. Next week we are we're taking a uh, well. We're taking a little. We're going to show you our first uh, Patreon episode for free. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to read a whole book this week and watch two episodes. Actually, well, you don't have to read the whole book. You could probably watch the two episodes and get to the point in the book where you. That's fair. Stop. That's fair. I've read it <laughs> once before, also, but yeah, I have as well. <laughs> I'm plotting my calendar in my head because, like I said, I do have a an art market this weekend with my mom um, that I'm really pumped about. But somebody bought all of my Winnie the Pooh stuff. I I heard <laughs> to make you more. told me. I am so pumped about big little lies i think it's going to be so much fun um it's going to be like a nice break because at least we're not talking about real people i know we can really rip on these people (laughs) i know with no consequences (laughs) so we don't even have to say allegedly for these people no (laughs) can all be real yeah i'm super pumped um i think it's gonna be fun absolutely check us out on patreon if you want to join already if not you can listen to our um our next week's episode and then decide five dollars a month uh patreon.com um backslash lifetime sentence uh you can also check us out on instagram at Mm -hmm. lifetime sentence and on twitter at life sentence pod Mm -hmm. you can shoot us an email at lifetime sentence podcast at Mm gmail.com and you can find show notes and our calendar of upcoming episodes at lifetime sentence pod.com yeah. Oh, and somebody tweeted at us today. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I really love interacting with people on Twitter. I do, too. Um, I love that so much. So, yeah. Hop on our Twitter later and look at this. But, um, 
Oh my gosh, munchkins. There we go. What did I dream this? Oh no. I saw this. One of one of you. Somebody, needs... somebody posted. Somebody posted to us that they were listening to the episode. Oh no, I can't find it. Um, somebody, quick, right now, at us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so that right now, while we're uh, recording this, and you can't hear it. <laughs> ah. All right. It's it was on there. Just go look for it. <laughs> was it? Maybe it was on Instagram. Maybe. Um, I didn't see. I haven't checked a whole lot of social media today. It was on Instagram. Oh, there we go. Okay. It was Aaron Lee. I think is one of your friends, right? I don't think so. Well, then we'll start that over. It was Erin Lee. She's at Poster of a Girl, and she uh, said it's been one of those weekends, um, but I'm living for a lifetime sentence this weekend. It's given me life. So thank you. Thank we you. love you. We do love you. <laughs> All the errands. We have our own cult. We'll email you. <laughs> <laughs> if you start getting propaganda materials, it's okay. Just go with it. <laughs> She's kind of rad, though. I like her nose ring. Right? So. I'm on board. Right? We have awesome fans, you guys. Awesome. We do oh. have the best fans. Yeah. So we love hearing from y'all. And we just yeah. appreciate that you take time out of your week to listen to us. Yeah, for real. Because we're, I mean, we love I mean, to hear I ourselves talk. talk. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I can uh, imagine that other people do, but man, we love you guys so much. It has Probably been a best. pleasure potting with you today. Yeah, for real, you too. We will do this again next week and talk about not a grizzly murder. Thank God. Uh, don't forget to eat your vegetables. And charge your phones. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.